Hello and welcome to this week's topic, the diet deconstruction part one, keto and paleo. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss the what is, how does it work, and the pros and cons of both the ketogenic and paleo diets. Maybe you've heard of these diets. Maybe you've been living under a rock and have no idea what I'm talking about. Either way, I'm positive that you'll get all the facts about both diets in this episode. I know what you're thinking. How is she going to jam both of these powerhouses into 12 minutes like this? Oh, but first. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. What is the ketogenic diet? Keto or the ketogenic diet is a diet that restricts carbohydrates to less than 25 to 50 grams per day in an attempt to enhance the use of fat or ketones as fuel. So ketones are acids that are made by the liver, and I'll explain a little bit more about that in just a sec. The keto diet generally recommends that only 5% of calories come from carbs, while 75% come from fats and 20% from protein. Why do we need this diet? Ketosis is a natural metabolic process. Essentially, it's a survival mechanism that we used in the past to ensure we stay alive during times of prolonged fasting or shortages of food. When the body doesn't have enough glucose for energy, glucose is what we get from carbohydrates, the body turns to fat stores instead. The ketogenic diet was first used in the 1920s as a therapeutic diet to treat diabetes before the discovery of insulin. It was also used for children with severe epilepsy and found that this particular diet decreased the severity of seizures and in some cases actually stopped them altogether. In the present, it's still used as a therapeutic diet, but it's also promoted as a weight loss diet and it's a very popular word on the gym floor, as well as a diet that can control blood glucose in patients with pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes. How does this diet work? The body's preferred and most efficient source of fuel are carbohydrates. So when you restrict your carb intake and increase your fat intake after some time, and this time frame's a little different for everyone, but somewhere between two and eight days, the body produces ketone bodies. So these are the acids that I mentioned earlier that are produced by the liver. This puts you into a state of ketosis. So using fat as the primary fuel source. What can I eat on a ketogenic diet? So these are the things that you can consume full-fat dairy, meat and poultry, non-starchy veg or most above-ground veg, so things like broccoli, beans, cauliflower, tomatoes, coconut and olive oils, nuts and seeds, avocado, olives and eggs. Now, some ketogenic diets, now depending on which uh, blog you read or which one you choose to follow, some don't include full-fat dairy. So what can't I eat on this diet? Grains. Things like oats, rice, pasta, breads, quinoa, starchy vegetables like potato, sweet potato, pumpkin, beans and legumes, and fruits. Now, it depends which version of the ketogenic diet you're following. Some versions do say that you can have things like berries. Now, the pros of this diet. It does result in weight loss if you use it correctly. It can control blood glucose for those with pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. So as a therapeutic diet, it is really effective. 
It reduces the seizures in children. It offers neuroprotective effects. So this also raises the possible benefits from other brain disorders, such as Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, autism, and sleep disorders. Now, there are no human studies to support this as yet, but they're definitely trying, which is awesome. Cons of this diet. It can be hard to follow. It's heavy on red meat and other processed and cured meats, but this is something that's in your control. So if you are going to try it or you're currently doing it, maybe make sure that you're having more of the vegetables rather than the red meats and processed cured meats. It's common to experience fatigue during exercise on this diet. Also things like poor mental energy, increased hunger, muscle cramps, and stomach discomfort, especially during the first one to three weeks. Now, bear in mind that every body is different. So some people experience a lot of these symptoms and some people experience none. Also, a diet with only 5% carbs over the long term makes it nearly impossible to consume the recommended intake of antioxidant phytonutrients. So these protect our cells from oxidation, the production of free radicals. So if you missed my podcast from last week on the immune system, do yourself a favor, jump on board and listen to that one where I dive into what an antioxidant is and how it actually works. My gosh, there's so much to digest about the ketogenic diet, but I hope you've got some really good information. So let's take a deep breath and sink our teeth into paleo, the paleolithic diet. What is it? So paleo or the paleolithic diet refers to a style of eating that's meant to resemble that of our hunter-gatherer ancestors. So they existed during these paleolithic times. It's also known as the caveman diet or the stone age diet, whichever name tickles your fancy. Why do we need the paleolithic diet? So the aim of this diet is to return to a way of eating that is genetically matched to the human body rather than mismatched to the modern diet. It's the ultimate throwback diet and provides your body with foods that it is designed to eat and drink. How does it work? The Paleolithic diet promotes the intake of whole foods or foods as close to their natural state as possible. On the Paleo diet, you can eat fresh vegetables, fruits, meats, nuts, seeds, and small amounts of honey. The intake of grains is low or restricted depending on how paleo you go while milk and dairy products, legumes, processed oils, salt, alcohol, and refined carbs are excluded. Let's talk pros. So the Western diet is typically high in saturated fats. Think high fat dairy, fatty meats, processed foods. It's also high in refined carbohydrates, things like white flour, white bread, pastries, soft drinks, pre-packaged sweets, and high in sodium. So this is the salt from all of those processed packaged foods. All of these foods are associated with an increased risk of obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and some cancers. So by eliminating all of these Western diet foods, we could significantly lower our risk of diet-related diseases. The paleo diet improves satiety or that feeling of being full and satisfied thanks to all of those delicious whole foods. Some would say it's also a maintainable weight loss diet. Uh, and also offers a significant decrease in waist circumference measurements. Glycemic control, so the levels of glucose and sugar in your blood, it shows a really positive outcome for patients with type 2 diabetes. Okay, the cons of the Paleolithic diet. I mean, all diets, arguably, can be quite tricky to stick to long term, and the Paleo diet is no different, so it can be tricky to stick to. 
potentially is expensive with the increased meat intake. And again, that's completely in your control. If you choose to sort of increase your vegetable intake instead, then that's probably better for your wallet. There have been reports of decreases in energy when being on the paleolithic diet, and this is often due to the reduced consumption of carbohydrates. Now, let's just recap. What can I eat on the paleo diet? You can eat vegetables, fruits, nuts and seeds, eggs, fish, and lean meats. What can't I eat on this diet? Grains, dairy products, salt and refined sugars, beans and legumes, artificial sweeteners, low-fat or diet products. So let's quickly recap both of our diets that we've been talking about today. Keto. So ketogenic diet is the diet that restricts carbohydrates to less than 25 to 50 grams per day in an attempt to enhance the use of fat or ketones as fuel. So the keto diet generally recommends that only 5% of calories come from carbs, while 75% come from fats and 20% from protein. Paleo. So the Paleolithic diet refers to a style of eating that is meant to resemble that of our hunter-gatherer ancestors. It promotes the intake of whole foods or foods as close to their natural state as possible. And there you have it. Ketogenic and Paleolithic diet. So this podcast is not here to endorse or dismiss either diet, but rather provide you with credible information to educate and answer any questions you may have. I now hope you have a clear understanding of both diets. Remember that your health is completely in your hands. So when it comes to dieting or lifestyle changes, it's about making an educated decision that is best for you and your overall health. Thank you so much for being here today. As always, it's been a blast. And I hope that you can join me next week for part two of the diet deconstruction where I'll be discussing fasting and also the vegetarian diet. Take care until then. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.